Nikita. Hello, Vasily. And welcome to Happy Maybe, the podcast where we discover and quite decide what we're doing. Yes, uh, where we where we decide <laughs> what we're going to talk about on the fly, and uh, we're never quite sure if we're truly happy or not. But generally, we we <laughs> we're always searching for some sort of happiness. Okay, but one of the things, as we talked briefly about before, that brings happiness is creativity, right? It's outputting something. One hundred percent. Whatever it is, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It okay. surprises so, me. It actually surprises me so much. I don't even understand why. Like writing blog and you know finishing a blog post gives me happiness for a serious serious happiness for maybe a day. It's like a day where I'm writing the uh, writing the hive, having written a blog post. What is it for you? It's a bunch of things. A blog post can be. I'm not a regular blogger. Uh, my blog, which I will mention in the show notes for those who are curious, is is. F- quite full of articles, but I don't consider it uh, something that I constantly uh, maintain. Music, I do music. I've been doing it for more than half of my life. Uh, I take long pauses lately. I've been like the last few years. I can be six to eight months not touching anything music related, but then I make a couple songs here and there. What else is something, something else? Uh, Anything, anything side project related. If it's a video, like a video blog, finishing a video is a huge, huge relief and a wave of some chemicals that make my brain feel special and what else can it be just work stuff yeah regular work delivering something and making it really nice you know just even realizing that people will barely appreciate how nice it came out it, it will make me feel mm. good what are some other examples for me for you i wish i had as many creative outlets as you do I, well, I have my blog, but I think what's interesting is when I started the blog, uh, so my blog is called Pragmatic Spirituality. Um, It's chepanov.com. It's my last name. And um, I had it for about a year and a half. And I originally intended to write maybe once a month. um, And it was super difficult for me to put it out. And I made a conscious choice to not have it be part of any social platform. It's not on Medium. It's not on Substack. It's not on, I don't know, Facebook. I don't have Instagram. You know, I, you know, was the intention was to only be it for myself. And then when I did it, I have been asked so many times, why are you doing it if nobody can see it? You can't even leave a comment in there. You can subscribe to it. And I have a few dozen people who are, but obviously that's not a lot. And I really do wonder for myself, do I care if people read it? There's The answer I think is I don't, but I it is important that it is public. Mm. So for example, when you release like a, mu- a music, when you produce a track, right? Is that what you say? A produce yeah track like the do you care that people listen to it what if nobody listens to it and you have it finished I, as uh, life experience shows i don't really care because if i cared enough i would be putting out everything that i've ever made uh, in terms of music and other things i think the process captivates me more i think i need the bare minimum amount of validation and maybe two or three close friends will tell me that they listened to it and it was pretty cool something like this will be enough if uh, anyone ventures deeper into um, giving me more detailed feedback that could be even better or worse if they destroy me (laughs) it's gonna make me want to uh, crawl back into a corner Um, but recently that's actually a very acute very um, off the time subject because i recently released a tune again link in the description for this episode um, that is is an example of a collaboration with a friend, uh, Alexei in San Francisco, 
where we took it seriously. We took it from the session where we sat down to kind of lay it down uh, over Zoom. Uh, audio sharing was amazing, by the way. It's a cool feature. All the way to publishing and distributing it across all possible channels, including Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere. And there are some things involved. There's some automations, uh, you know, middle products that we can use, services we can use. But it's still, it's a lot of work because you need to prepare artwork, description, um, you need to do mastering um, and follow rules. And if it's not, if you don't do it very often, it's, it can be very mysterious. But we pushed it out. It's out there. It's not, it hasn't been heard by you know, thousands of people, but we both got the sense of satisfaction that it's not in our you know, drawers. That's not on our hard drives, but it's out there. If, if I ever mention it, like I'm mentioning it right now, I can include a link and anybody can listen. That's it's a big difference between having something in your on your desk uh, versus on the internet where anyone can access it. Um, but somehow it's still not that important for me <laughs> to put it out there. Yeah, what I've been, I guess, struggling with is with the blog that I have, the original thought was to have a little blog post every month. And my blog posts are tiny. And I mean tiny. The intention is to keep them under one minute because nobody got attention span no more. So there are literally three paragraphs. You can read it faster than you read a text message. Um, and even that, especially in a, in a small format like this, it takes a very long time to write. But I haven't been writing one for almost two months because I couldn't quite decide what is important anymore or the shit that was really important uh, felt too close to home like I didn't want to publicly discuss it yet and today I finally had a moment when I, I like I was looking for a coffee shop in Austin and I found one and I sat down and I sat there for an hour and a half trying to squeeze it out um, um, it's not quite ready yet but it was, there is a draft that I can iterate on um, I do find it interesting that I can't possibly sit home by myself and do it that is very difficult i need to be out somewhere or be next to somebody to be able to work on these things um, could it be a matter of synchronization with other people's actions like you see right next to you that people are doing something and or even if it's, they're just chit-chatting with each other no what, what is it you think that triggers your productivity i don't know it's i uh, i think it's that um, when i'm by myself i feel i don't feel good um, so when I'm just by myself, I'm too focused on being by myself and I kind of want to be surrounded by people, even the people I don't know, to just sit there at a coffee shop and just do the thing. Uh, somehow it works. Put a pin in it for another podcast, <laughs> I'm sure. Of course. It, it, it's, sorry, for another another subject you know, that we can discuss, mm -hmm. it will come back inevitably. Okay, so that's good. But before the, Before this episode, you mentioned to me that um, you were having a bit of a how would you say creative flow not flowing? Is that what you call it? Like, what do you what do you mean? Mm -hmm. What's happening? Yeah, lately, last few days, like, like, it's so normal for me to always have some kind of creative flow, and I am able to feed my creative engine by small things. For example, lately it's been very easy because of the generative AI services such as Midjourney. I can create images based on my prompts and then alter them, and now. 
now Photoshop beta uh, came out with a new feature that allows to extend or replace certain fragments of an image. When I put those out, even like I share with friends or I'm, for example, in this conversation, we see each other on Zoom. I can take a screenshot of your face and add something in Photoshop later. And somehow that makes me feel like I'm, I'm creating something, like I'm training for a future where this is going to be useful. Lately, so I told you before, I haven't felt much motivation to uh, put things out and I have things on my list, even like basic stuff like, you know, submitting expenses, uh, you know, for reimbursement or something like that. Even that requires a certain degree of creativity because you need to collect things and present them in the best way. And like I said, I had a work trip where I needed to do that, but like I'm just putting it off and I, I, I can't, I can't be bothered. Um, and there's probably reasons for that, including my, on the heels of the previous episode, my frequent travels. I really wonder if you're mixing up creativity, creativity with, um, um, addiction to results. Like, uh, you're bringing up more and more examples that, that to me don't read creativity. Um, uh, creativity to me is very closely related to expressing, uh, uh, every blog post that I have is it's, it, it expresses something uh, pretty deep and meaningful and important and a part of me and I can't I don't really have a choice not to do it like I I know that I need to do it and it is useful in itself to be able to produce this little thing um, that I can later point at um, but that's different from what you're describing um, so one way to describe creativity is to use your imagination to make something new or think of a different way to do something. Did, did you just pull up a dictionary dictionary definition? No, I asked uh, ChatGPT, <laughs> and it's like being able to dream while you're awake, and then using those dreams to make new things, solve problems, or even tell interesting stories. No, I asked to explain it in layman's terms. Um, I, I think I understand what you're trying to insinuate, but also I think the act of creation is driven by creativity. So creating anything, really, something that didn't exist in the, in the form to which it arrived. But maybe it's better to agree on the terminology so we can be on the same page. But do you believe in general creativity? Drawing on a napkin while waiting in a waiting room? General creativity sounds like general relativity. I um... Or general interfacial intelligence. Oh, yeah. General, general, general. I um, hmm. I want to bring us back to the title of the podcast and how what we kind of really want to do is we kind of want to experience flow sometimes. And um, I would imagine that the acts of creation, even if it's a thing that you do for work that requires that that isn't like fact like factory work that isn't just a repetition of the pattern um, where you can't do anything different or where you need to solve a thing that hasn't been solved before or has been solved before, but not in the same context. That definitely brings... I want to add a little, a little thing to this little bit of color to do something that no one else can do like I can. Something mm. that, that is going to be uniquely me, like a factory where you just print objects based on the form, you know, for example, like maybe it's it's some, some kind of a conveyor belt type of thing where things are the same. Anybody can do this after some training, right? But then for me, creativity is creating something, no matter how significant or insignificant, that only, that has my signature on it, basically, that nobody else 
models can do exactly like me. It doesn't mean that I do it better than uh, anybody. It's just my unique way. That's creative for me. Yeah, that makes sense. And so when you step into periods in your life when you can't seem to get into it, how it does that feel? It feels like it doesn't fulfill my happiness expectations <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Maybe I don't have expectations defined like this, but I feel a little bit less happy. And I try to also remind myself that downtime is necessary for creativity down the line. Like I need to re regenerate my creative fuel. That's how it makes me feel when I'm not creating as usual, like a struggle. Right. I'm, I'm wondering right now if the intention behind creation matters and somehow makes some things better than others. Like, for example, we're on call right now. We're recording this thing. This can be seen as creativity because it is us saying things that only we can do. And... Uh, mm, and I catch myself thinking, like, why am I doing this right now? Is it because I want people to know what I think or how I think? Is it because um, I need it for some reason? Is it like, what is the exact reason? Why does it matter? I can name a few things. And does it matter at all? It's for posterity, for archives, right? To, to kind of put thoughts into recording. Uh, it's, a, it's a way for us to possibly help some people that care to listen um, and probably ourselves <laughs> before anybody else to help ourselves figure things out. I also get a bit of a rush from creating this with you because we sound so smart and professional. We try to at least, you know, like we, we uh, armchair philosophers and we, you know, amicable, sometimes tiny bit of confrontational. Just it's fun. It's, there's something, again, some chemistry in the brain that, uh, that I appreciate. I just hear so often people tell me how they think that I, oh, well, you're writing the blog and who's reading it? Or, oh, you have what? A podcast? Well, that's kind of cool. You have a podcast that immediately elevates you to a person who has a podcast. And uh, yeah, what is it about? Oh, this? Hmm. Dude, like, co cool. <laughs> um, I'm, I keep coming back to all the individuals who's, who's ever told me, uh, why, why are you doing it? And I can agree with you that it feels good. Like somehow it feels good, even though it isn't anything. Yeah, well, okay, I guess we arrived at the point <laughs> of self-destruction. Um, so one last cl closing thing I want to say is that thank you for bringing me into the recording of this podcast because I've been feeling uncreative and unproductive, and now we created something. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you enjoyed. So I appreciate that. Let's wrap it up. Thank you, Vasily. I hope you enjoyed it too. I'll wrap it up and see you next time on Happy Maybe. Mm -hmm.